Welcome to The Spotlight. I'm Sofia Hernandez. In today's episode, we are talking to a very dear friend of mine. During the pandemic, she and her boyfriend decided to travel the world and live nomadically. And through the process, she learned a lot about herself and the life she wanted to create and is still creating. Today in The Spotlight is Arielle Engel. <laughs> Um, hi everyone, my name is Arielle. I am an MBA student right now that's currently just bouncing around the United States. Um, I am in Denver, Colorado. I've been here for a few months and um, yeah, I don't really know what's next for me. So I guess we'll, we'll kind of touch upon that in this episode. <laughs> I am so excited to get into it. Um, so first let's talk a little bit, like you said, you've been hopping around the United States and Ari and I, we are friends from college and kind of when the pandemic hit, she really just started, like she said, hopping around and like <laughs> moving to different places, which like, if you know Ari, not that it was unexpected, but like, were we in her back corner cheering her on? Like, wow, like she did it. Like we knew she always wanted to do it. And like, she finally did it. So tell me what that process was like for you to finally decide like, okay, now's the time. I'm gonna just go to this random city and camp there for a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're you're on the money with being like, oh, this is like kind of unexpected for Ari because growing up, my dad was just so like strict on kind of like where I could go and like what things I could do. Um, I wasn't sheltered by any means, but I think I definitely was a little bit more cautious as to like the things that I did and the places that I went I was like how am I able gonna like how am I gonna afford this like what am I gonna do there like I need to have a plan like I need to present this almost to like my parents um but when I graduated college I was like I'm literally my own person and COVID really gave a different perspective and all that um it was like nothing is you know there's no plan there really isn't um things can change in an instant and so when COVID hit it was like my my world was just like turned upside down um I was like I don't have a job for graduation I had been you know interviewing and had some offers from some places that were then rescinded because you know people were losing jobs left and right um and companies can long, no longer afford it um and my boyfriend Jack he was lucky enough to still have his job, but he went remote. Um, so we we're both kind of bouncing back and forth from Miami and Madison, which is where he's from and his mom um, and dad both live. And we we're like, we can't do this. <laughs> we can't live with our parents anymore. Um, we love them to death. And like being with family was really great, but it was came to a point of, we know we, we don't have to be in a certain city right now. Like let's take advantage of that. Um, and let's do our research and, you know, figure out what cities are best for what we're what we're looking for so that's kind of how it came about it was more so just taking this really shitty situation and creating it to a whole new adventure for ourselves um and our relationship so yeah we we, we were just like all right let's pick a city and, and go there for a few months and see how it goes and then go from there <laughs> Okay, but what did that selection process look like? Because I feel like it's easier said than done. Like, yeah, I, I feel like if that were me, I would feel, you know, again, like it's easier said than done. Like, oh my God, yes, go to a city, pick a city. What did that even look like as far as picking where you were going to go? Yeah, I mean, honestly, when Jack had brought up the idea of 
picking a city and getting a long-term Airbnb, I was like, haha, <laughs> like we, we're not actually going to do that. Um, but he was like, no, we're going to do that. And I was like, okay, okay, let's, let's lay down the categories and, you know, check boxes um, that we wanted to hit. So I think the, the few things that we were really looking for in places that we wanted to spend a few months in was the outdoors. Does it have activities for us to do outdoors, especially during COVID time? You obviously don't want to be like spending all of your time somewhere where it's cold and you have to be in a museum and that's going to be your, your activity for like the next few months. Um, and also like businesses were closing down. So we picked out places that the nature was good. The weather was also awesome for what we were looking for. It was affordable to an extent um, and that we knew people. We wanted to be where we knew at least one person or we were going to somewhere that people would want to visit us at. Um, because, you know, although Jack and I, he's my best friend and we get along so well, um, it's a lot to be with just another person in isolation. <laughs> so, you know, being a place where other people can visit and we know people there, um, those were the main things we were looking for. So the first spot we really chose was Austin. And well, I guess we chose like Sedona first. <laughs> but the, the first it's like you, you've been all over that. You're just like, wait, where, where did I go? What did I do? Where was I at? <laughs> I like lose track. Um, <laughs> the first real, I guess, like big city, because I wouldn't consider Sedona to be a big city. Um, was Austin, Texas. And we both knew people that were there, knew the weather was great. It's a vibrant city. Um, and that was probably like one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life was living in Austin and being there um, for about five months when we were there. We were there for, yeah, a really long time. Maybe not five months, like four months. We were there for a while. So that was my next question too. When it, before you even like, let's say got in the car or drove or however you got to these places, did you guys kind of like sit down and be like, okay, these are the ground rules or these are how we're going to go about doing it both with financials, both with, you know, what do we want from the experience? What did that kind of look like as far as that? Was there any kind of ground rules or parameters before you guys decided to do it? Yeah. I mean, we drove everywhere. Um, that was kind of the idea was we're going to, Jack had just got in a car and we didn't want to fly. Um, so we were like, okay we can kind of like almost do like a road trip of the United States. Um, we're gonna get around by car. So we drove from Madison down to Miami in November um, for Thanksgiving and we stayed there until February and then drove from Miami to Sedona and from Sedona to Austin, from Austin back to Madison and then from Madison to Colorado. Um, so we wanted to take advantage of the car because we wanted to have a car in every city that we were going to be in and also for safety purposes. Um, but with financials, it was interesting because Jack had a job and had a job during you know this period. And I did not. So it was like my parents were supportive of me leaving, but they're like, just know that we're we're not going to take care of you where you go. This is your decision. Figure it out. And I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. And I'll I'll do whatever I, I have to do in order to do what I want to do. Um, so I, I actually worked for a call center while from August to December. Um, How did I, I not? <laughs> Dude, I, I worked for two call centers actually. So 
crazy, crazy See, stuff. What? So, because I'm like, again, if you just know Ari, then you would understand my, my surprise. <laughs> Not because there's anything wrong with working at a call center, but I know. Wow. Let me tell you, it was one of the most humbling and eye-opening experiences ever. Um, I mean, I will never get angry at someone on the phone after working there. Um, but I worked for two. So I, my first one, I thought I was going to be a COVID contact caller. Um, our friend Nicole had actually told me about it and she was doing it while she was in school. And she's like, it's literally so easy. You just call like a list of people. You tell them whether or not they have COVID and that's it. And you get a list for the day and you can knock it out in an hour and that's it. And I was like, okay, great. Like I could totally do that. Um, they ended up actually switching me onto a different team. So I worked for the Florida Department um, of Children's Services. Yeah. And so wow. Children's wow, and wow, Family wow. Services. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't tell me till the first day when, when I started. I went through like the whole training for COVID and stuff. And then they're like, okay, actually, we had to move some of you around. So you guys are going to be working for Children's and Family Services. And I was like, I have, <laughs> I was, I had no idea what I was going to be doing. Um, and so I was basically in charge of like answering phones for families who needed assistance with, you know, either their, their EBT cards, you know, food stamps, anything of that sort. And man, was that an emotional few months of that when I worked for them. Um, and I, I ultimately had to quit because I just couldn't handle like it mentally, it is really crazy what is happening, you know, behind the scenes of other people's lives, especially, you know, us being so privileged and we've grown up in such amazing families and homes. It's like, you're so blinded to everything else that is happening. Um, so yeah, I, ha I had to, after a few months of that and I had built up, <laughs> you know, a savings from that, I was like, I, I, I have to end it because it took me for a whirlwind. It, it really yeah. did. Um, but it was I an amazing totally experience that. and I'm very happy that I did it. Um, and yeah, it, it was crazy, but that's how I, you know, was able to, <laughs> to move and pay for these Airbnbs and, you know, everything that we did was going through a pretty tough job. Um, but one that I think has really changed an outlook, um, in me. So I'm thankful for that, but it was, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So the financials of it. So you, you get this, these savings and was it kind of just kind of like, cause I feel like that's always the hesitant part, right? With anything, like forget yeah. even just traveling and picking a city and moving there. But like, whenever there's an opportunity to either change course in a job, in a location, in the path that you're on, I always feel like it's us putting a blockage for ourselves being like, we, wait, we can't afford this. Or like, this isn't realistic. Yeah. You know, did you, were there ever moments of that? Like you were either in that or maybe about to go to the next city and ever felt that, wait, hold on, let's put the brakes. Is this even a realistic thing? No. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. I think every time we decide to go to a new city, it was like, I feel like that SpongeBob meme where like Mr. Krabs is like looking around and it's like all swirling. If that makes sense, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, but it was like that. I, I mean, I felt like 
we were in once when we were in one city like when we were in Austin I felt like I had built such a great relationship with that city and I was starting to like feel like a local like I had my coffee shop that I would go to we had like that little like you know local taco bar that was like hidden away that was you know our thing and then when we moved and we decided like we're no longer going to stay here it was like oh my god what am I going to do with myself like this is like has been my life for the past few months I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this and a lot of that had to come with like me having to get out of my comfort zone because once I get comfortable somewhere I want to usually stay there um and I was so proud of myself for like going to a new city and like starting to feel good with it and like I was one with it and then every time we decided to to leave it was like oh god I have to start over and like I have to do this over again um but you know I'm glad that we did that because now I can look back to those cities and be like if I had to move there I would be okay and just like in turn the entire kind of bouncing around it's been really nice um but with school it's been really easy because it's all online and it's been online because of COVID so I have had no issues with you know missing a class or like not being able to turn in an assignment because I wasn't there to attend the class like everything is on my laptop so in that aspect it's been really easy and you know with my job I I, I work now as a merchandiser um, for BJ's Wholesale Club. So, whoop whoop BJ's. Um, <laughs> maybe like a number one fan. Number one fan. <laughs> BJ's is just like the most awkward con- like company to like tell people that you work for because sometimes people don't know what it is and you know their mind goes elsewhere and it's like no, I work for like a wholesale like distribution company. But anyways, um, <laughs> and they're. Yeah. They're an awesome company. I really love working with them um, and for them. But everything has been remote since I started working for them in June of 2021. So it hasn't been difficult in those aspects of work and school. It's more building an attachment with a city and the people and the culture and then becoming so familiar and comfortable with it and then just like leaving. It it was hard for me. Um, It's a very different feeling that I think I've ever I never knew that I I felt so attached to a city because with Miami, I've always been like, I need to get out of here. Like I need to leave. Um, But with these little cities that I've been going to and just spending a small amount of time, it's like, I haven't had enough here. Like I I haven't had my time here. Um, So I guess that would be be my answer to the question. And and personal attachment. That leads me to my next one. Like the heart, I think the hardest thing that you've experienced throughout this journey or that you've realized has been the most difficult thing. And also maybe the thing that has been um, the most positive or the easiest that you maybe didn't think would be that. Each city has been so different. Um, Austin, Texas, phenomenal city. I mean, I'm jealous of anybody who's currently living there. And if you haven't been there, you need to go there. Um, It's just so vivacious and young and fun and, there's something for everybody. It's a smaller city, but it's up and coming. Um, so much, you know, the tech industry is really moving there. And it's just a city like I've never been to. It's, I don't know how to describe it. Um, I guess it's just really vibrant and it has a lot of nature around it. Everybody is so nice. Everybody has a dog. Um, and it's just, you wouldn't think it's in Texas because it's, it's not a Texas vibe. 
it's it's not like that at all um there's not like a whole lot of cowboying around and stuff like that it's young it's a melting pot of just young people um and that's what I really liked about it versus when I was living in Sedona Jack and I there were for about a month um sleepy town you know a lot of older people people who have their like vacation homes out there um and it's just a different vibe and now we're in Denver and it's just everybody's super granola um it's a lot of now it's a lot of skiing culture because it's winter um which I love and I'm happy that we went somewhere that even though it's freezing outside and it's pouring down snow like you want that for the activities that you're going to be doing outside so it's it's cool and tell me a little bit about making friends because I also think too when you move anyone whether you're moving to a city for a long period of time whether you're bopping around uh how to create a sense of community for yourself in a place where you have no roots how has that been for you yeah that was something I struggled with um at first was how am I going to meet people because you know Jack and I living together we do really we do it really well um but anybody that has a significant other or just not like a roommate that they are with 24 7 you need to have your space and you need to have almost your own community um so going to these different cities was what are the things that I can do for myself and how can I like make friends and you know branch out um thankfully we did have friends in every city like I said that was kind of like the checkbox that we needed to hit for the cities that we chose um and just like at least have friends visit um I wouldn't say I did anything necessarily to like make friends um because I found it difficult to branch out and make friends in a city that I knew I was only going to be there for you know max six months um and I'm I'm one to I'm not I'm not a you know anti-social person but I think for me if I'm going to make a friendship I really want to make it count and I don't want it to be like this you know kind of facade of like you're my new bestie and like you know we're going to do everything together and like to you know we just met each other but we already are best friends um which people people are like that but that's just not me and I I just can't open up to someone like that quickly um so that was a struggle that I really thought about because I was like okay I could do like a ceramics class or something or I could like join a tennis league um but what's the reality of me making a friend um you know there that I think is gonna last me a long time which looking back at it I'm like maybe I should have I should have done that um but to me at, at that moment it wasn't worth it um like here in Denver I'm really fortunate to have a lot of friends that are here um so I, it's not difficult for me to you know leave Jack and like him do his own thing and me do my own thing um but in the cities where it was tougher I would just do things by myself and I I grew to feel comfortable with being independent and being okay with you know I'm gonna go to a coffee shop and I'm just gonna bring a book and be alone and that's gonna be okay or you know I'll go you know sh shopping by myself and then take myself out to lunch you know like it, it totally fine you know I'll have a, a podcast in or something like that maybe one of your podcasts and and just listen to that you know and and be okay with being alone and like not having someone there 
for me all the time. Um, because as a lot of people know, like COVID just like, you need your space. <laughs> you need to like be okay with being alone. And I think that's also what I've learned is just, you don't necessarily have to make friends every single where, where that you go, as long as like you're your own best friend and you're comfortable with that and you're comfortable with yourself, you're gonna be okay. Obviously it's great to have friends and I love my friends, but um, I did learn that, you know, I'm comfortable with with myself and just being me and, and taking in that time to be alone. Um, so yeah, I, I would suggest to anybody if they're going to a new city and they're gonna be there a while, definitely hit up a new group or like go on Facebook and they have like so many great groups that you can meet people. Um, but I just never did that because I just never felt like I was gonna be there long enough. Um, I was kind of just gonna be that friend that like I meet and then I flake and I wouldn't want to do that to someone, so. Yeah, and, and I think too, I love how you said the part about being comfortable with being alone. I, I think we talked about it, like me and you personally. I feel like yeah. I had that too. And I think everybody goes through a phase eventually, if they haven't done it yet, you know, where you do get really <laughs> comfortable with being alone because it is so important, you know, like to just be able to have the confidence and comfort in being able to show up someplace and not have company and still be okay with, being there and sitting there by yourself and doing whatever it is that you wanted to do for yourself because that's what you wanted to do. Um, tell me a little bit about yeah. that, like kind of maybe the progression of that for you and that journey in getting comfortable with being with yourself and especially in a place again where you aren't really that comfortable or don't really know as well as maybe your hometown. Honestly, so if I think it goes back all the way to like when we were freshmen, like in college, um, like I just remember not wanting to like leave our dorm room without someone like, like if I wasn't with you I was like where is she like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> like I needed to have someone by my side um and I think that also goes in terms of like me just growing up in a really big family and like always having a sibling with me um and just you know I'd be afraid to do things by myself and you know like when I was in a sorority um um <laughs> it's like I never <laughs> Oh man, oh, the days. The old days. <laughs> like oh, I never to wanted to go, to, I never wanted to go to that house by myself. Um, you know, I never wanted to like go to the library by myself or go out to eat because I was so afraid of not like being alone by myself, but other people seeing me alone and other people being like, she walked into the house by herself or like, She's sitting alone by herself at a library, which is such a stupid thing to think of because it's like, who gives a shit? Like, like no one is paying attention to you. And I honestly don't think that hit me until like January of last year. Um, I went through in January, like a really difficult health period in my time. And it, it really shifted things for me. It's like, I just like had so much time to reflect on myself and like everything that I was going through and I was like nothing matters like except for like what matters to me and like if someone sees me walking by myself like okay <laughs> like I'm fine with it um it shifted my perspective on not caring what other people thought and that was huge I mean like I spent so much of my life caring about what other people thought of me and like 
especially being in Greek life and going to FSU, I think there's such a pressure and, you know, just in society in general of like, you have to do these things and you have to look the, like look this certain way. And like, if you're not hanging out with these people, like what's wrong with you? Um, and I was like, I, I don't care. Like these people, like they don't affect my life. Like their, their thoughts, I'm going to be the way I am. <laughs> it's like, they're not going, like they're going to think of me maybe for a second and then that's it. I'm like, who cares? Um, so I, I deleted, that was when I deleted like my personal Instagram because I just felt like there was so much pressure on these platforms to, to post things of myself. And like, I, I worked for, you know, director as marketing for a certain society. And like, I had to like morph people's images and post them. And like, it was just so messed up. And I was like, I can't deal with this. This is too much pressure for something that is so minute in my life. Um, and I have not looked back. There's not a day that goes by where I'm like, I want my social media back of like presenting myself in a certain way because now I just feel like, like I, I show pictures to the people I wanna show pictures to. Like if I, if I want someone to see a memory, like I'll send you a text message and I'll show you what I did. And like things like you just, don't put too much pressure on yourself about what other people think of you. I think it's a lot easier said than done a hundred percent. And it's not going to come to you with a second, you know, like right there, like me saying like, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like it, it you're probably going to listen to this and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> but like, I mean, it took, it took something like really traumatic for me to realize that, but I would not take it back in a heartbeat because I think like everything that I went through and it's just, I have a whole different perspective now on everything that I do. And like, I do it for myself and I don't care about what other people think. And I kind of, it's funny that you say that because now, right. You're, you're kind of doing a thing that is against the grain, right? Like not many people, you know, number one, do like remote jobs that aren't consistent or are doing school online and traveling all over the world and living in these places you know, the fact that you are doing something that is against the grain and that people could judge maybe even more so than maybe you've ever been judged before. And yet you're still yeah. doing it, you know, uh, for people too, that might be in that same thing, like either for whatever, I mean, and that could be an array of things, right? Like I want to leave my job because yeah. I'm unhappy and I want to try something new, or you know what, I want to be a nomad and I'd rather just see the world than do my typical nine to five, like for that kind of a person who's juggling that right now, um, any advice for them? this is your one shot at life and like no one should dictate how you're going to spend it and life is so precious being here and I kind of I actually just like did like an, an art piece um the other day and it was like be here while you're here because there's no here there and like that's something that I think about often because it's true it's you have to do what's good for you and obviously always, I always take other people into consideration, but I'm no longer a pushover and you shouldn't be either. Like this, take the reins on what you want to do. Um, and if it means you have to work a little harder, you know, work a little harder. And if you have to get out of your comfort zone, it's going to be the best for you. And like, there is going to be a great outcome to anything that you do that, you know, you have to strive for a little bit harder. Um, 
and and that would be my advice is just be present and be okay with you know getting out of your comfort zone and pushing yourself a little bit and just do it because no one else is going to do it for you so get out there do what you want to do and just let it let it ride um i don't think anybody should be afraid of pursuing a thought an idea and a dream um i think i feel like i'm so preachy right now but i really have experienced that and i've learned that um within the past year i feel like i'm like not even getting emotional for myself and i'm getting <laughs> emotional for you because it is so like i like i have whatever you can see i'm like really active and emotional. i and more because it's like it's so amazing like to see a growth in who you are as a person in just a short amount of time and things that i you know having known you for so long like probably again knew you always deep down wanted to do but thought you would be your own thing that held yourself back from doing it right like yeah. because you either didn't have the confidence at the time or because you just weren't ready you know now you're you're in school and you probably don't have the next steps kind of laid out for you you know kind of where's your mentality now when you're thinking ahead for what lies ahead in your future yeah so um that's a great question uh because i'm not really sure <laughs> I, I graduated in may and our lease here in Denver is up at the end of April. Um, so that's something that Jack and I have been discussing of like, okay, what's gonna happen? So I am working part-time for BJ's and they're based out of Boston. Um, so that's a possibility of if they go back to an office, me moving to Boston um, would not be my, you know, I've been loving this, this remote living. Um, so I think it'd be hard for me to just pick up and go directly to Massachusetts. Um, but we're not sure. It's 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 usually a last minute thing. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's like we get down to the wire and we're like, okay, we got we gotta do somewhere else. We're gonna not have anywhere to be. We're gonna end up going back to Madison or or back to Miami. Both great places. I love love both places, but um just don't want to be there right now. <laughs> um so we've been talking about you know Chicago or Jack right now, um, his job is supposed to go back to in-person eventually to keep pushing it back, um, which would be in DC. So we're, we're kind of just, I don't know. We're, we're in the, I don't know stage. We're in the, okay, we'll wait until the last minute. <laughs> then we'll be like, okay, maybe we can move to like DC for a little bit. Or like we were talking about like, we were talking about going to San Diego for like a few weeks and seeing like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe just like going out there after early sense and then figuring it out. So it's, it's a lot of up in the air and not knowing what lies ahead, which gives me a little bit of anxiety, but like, I I've done this so many times. I feel like every time we've come to the last two weeks of the city, we're like, oh, what should we do now? <laughs> and so, and it all works out. So, um, as of right now, that's undecided. Um, looking, you know, possibly Boston, Chicago, uh, Thailand, Brazil, uh, Antarctica. I don't know. <laughs> All of the above. We'll end, All up, of the above. We'll end up somewhere. <laughs> but um, as of right now, there's there's no place. It's kind of just living living in the present and just when we get to that point where we we really need to figure it out, we'll figure it out. So. <laughs> two questions that I should have probably asked earlier because uh, I think yeah. I want to end on that note but when it came to like Airbnbs and finding a place to stay what 
kind of went into that work and was there anything that you found that was going to be more price effective than something else? Yeah. So we actually have been using Airbnb for almost all places that we've hit. So we stayed in Airbnb in Sedona. We stayed in an Airbnb in Austin, two Airbnbs in Austin actually. Um, and now in the beginning of Denver, we stayed in an Airbnb. Um, and then we ended up actually becoming like friendly with the downstairs neighbor because it's by levels. It's not like a, an actual apartment complex. It's more of a house split up into levels. Um, and we met the guy outside and he, we got talking to him and we told him like, oh, yeah, we've been going to Airbnbs around the country um, and just staying there long term. And he was like, oh, well, I'm actually moving to Florida and I want someone to like take over my apartment for the next few months. And we were like, oh, okay, we'll do it. <laughs> because Airbnb, as great as it is for finding places, there is a hefty fee that comes along with it. So it will say like, okay, this will cost you like 1600 a month. But then once you actually go through the process of, you know, looking at the breakdown of how much you're going to be paying in total, it'll come out to like 3200 because of the cleaning fees, the, the Airbnb fees, you know, everything adds up. So if I had a suggestion to anybody who was trying to live this lifestyle of bouncing around to cities is try and find people, you know, either Facebook marketplace, which, you know, sometimes can be a little iffy, but if you have a friend in that city to like go and check it out, have them check it out and just at all costs, minimize any fees that you may come into because it really is a bummer to be like and fall in love with this place on Airbnb and then you finally get to check out and it's like it's really going to cost you double of what you thought you were going to cost um we've been really lucky with the Airbnbs that we uh, well we've been kind of lucky with Airbnbs that we've stayed in like um but if you are able to skip you know that third party contact and and are able to just get in touch with either someone who's trying to sublease or anything like that, I'd, I'd go that route just to save you a few couple, you know, hundred or, or thousand bucks. And is there any parameters that you put for yourself when you're in these cities? Like, I'm only going to spend this much or I'm only going to buy these things. Like, do you kind of like put yourself in a niche to kind of, again, conserve financials? Yeah. So, I mean, Jack and I have really tried to eat and, you know, as much as we could by cooking our own food and so it's really it's I fell in love with cooking and baking actually within this past year because of that um not only are you saving a lot of money when you are making your own meals but you feel like you've accomplished something and like something it's like beautiful and tasty and like it might not always be tasty but it's like okay you put an effort to make that like be proud of yourself and like okay it might taste like meh but like you did it um and we kind of implemented that with the places that we've gone with a certain kitchen item. So for an instance here in Denver, we bought a big soup, um, like, what's it called again? Oh my God, it's blank. Like a crock pot? A soup pot. Like a crock a pot? Soup pot. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why that is like, it's giant. <laughs> it like, it's huge. It can fit like, like three chickens in there or something. Um, but we bought it and we're like, this is kind of a pricier item, but we know we're going to use it every week. And we held, we've held ourselves up to that. So we make a stew or you know some sort of lentil soup or a broth um every week and make sure that we use that um and that we you know stay in and like cook for ourselves um and it's just be also become like a bonding experience um like cooking with him is so easy you throw 
you know, tune on to speaker and, you know, here in Denver, you, you might drink something, you might do something else and just feel relaxed. And then you go ahead and cook and it's awesome. Um, I really have fallen in love with, you know, the process of creating something and sharing it with others. That's something I really like to do. So if you enjoy cooking, don't be hesitant to just do it. Um, that I think is the number one. And also just the cities that we lived in, again, have been nature focused. So a lot of the things that we, and the activities that we do on the weekends, we didn't have to pay for. So we both have paddle boards, inflatable paddle boards. So while we were in Austin, we just take them out to um, like Lady Bird Lake there and we just paddleboard every weekend. And while we were in Sedona, it was like, okay, we'll go on a hike and like just experience like the amazing red rocks that are here. Um, Denver, a little bit more of a pricier activity if you want to do something in nature. Um, like we have our skis and, and snowboards and stuff in the background here, but um, I would definitely say like, do things that are outside. Cities have a lot to offer that actually, like if you put the time effort to research it, you can find, you know, half price museum tickets or, you know, museums that are days that are completely free. Um, also like roof, certain rooftop bars in Austin were really cool. We're like, oh, we'll have like these like, $2 half the hours. Um, and you can like sit back and, and watch the sunset and these bats that come underneath from the bridges that they're really famous for in Austin. Um, so just do research, just, you know, look up things because cities have a lot more than what you would expect um, at a discounted price or even free and just a lot of natures and nature trails and stuff like that. So um, cooking and spending your time outdoors and being smart when you pick out what you're going to be doing. I feel like I've had a lot of friends that have kind of been in your, where you once were, that they were kind of like, okay, I'm either in between jobs or I just moved to a city, but like, I don't know if this is where I want to be. So maybe I'll just travel around for a little bit. And it's always kind of like, oh, amazing. Like, great idea. Do it. And then they're like, okay, but like where, like what? So for somebody who might be in the stage that you were once at, that really, really wants to kind of put both feet forward and do this, how do you advise them to go about taking the first step? I would kind of set, you know, sit yourself down um, and write a checklist of things that you want um, and things that you want to do and like set boundaries for yourself because the worst thing is showing up to a city and then being completely unprepared um, as to what might break down um, and just put a parameter on the things that you really are looking for because if you have a core idea of okay I, I want you know this or I want that it's going to make your life so much easier when you get there um, making sure that you'll, you'll find the places that you want to hang out with or if you don't have any friends and you want to make friends you'll have people that you you know that you have something in common with I would create a checklist of things that you want to have, not accomplished, but things that you think are foundational for wherever you're going. So financials, of course, you wanna make sure that it can fit into your financial situation. You wanna make sure that you're gonna be there, you know, be somewhere that has what you're looking for, whether that's activities or people or um, new opportunities. I think that's something that's really important to take into consideration. Um, as a family-oriented person, I would also think about how 
far of a distance because you don't want to get like I love my family and I, I think I've realized that from being away from them and, and Denver is so far from Miami I mean it's like a six hour plane ride um almost like just travel day it's, it's a whole travel day you can go to Europe if you really want to at the time it takes to get to Denver um and I never knew like I'd want to like go and visit my family and then realized how difficult it is to just like get back and be able to do that so take your situation into consideration like with families and friends like if you're the type of person that it maybe it's a little bit more difficult for you to make friends in a city um and you plan on returning back to your family you know every once in a while take in consideration the distance um because it would just also make your life so much easier when you decide that you want to go back and and travel back and forth um but I think those are really the top things um I wouldn't I think the fun part about this is like almost the unknown of going to a new city of, you know, you don't, you don't know what it's going to be like until you get there. Um, so keep that in mind that there's, there's pleasure of the unknown that awaits you when you're, when you're moving somewhere new. Um, and you usually can, you know, be okay. You'll be okay if you move to a new city. Um, but just set boundaries for yourself. And and that's what I, I would leave you with. Ariel Engel, thank you so much for joining us here on the Spotlight. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and if you would like to uh, see Ari's social links, I will put them down below. And as always, a new episode of the Spotlight airs every Thursday on any and all streaming platforms. Thank you, Ari. <laughs> Love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs>